Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 7, titled, Honor Among Thieves. Yet another very, very, very good episode. Uh, so, just like the last episode, there are two major stories going on here. There are two major threads going on at once. We'll start with the first one, our number of this episode. This time around, we are following... A wine dealer who we very quickly find out is actually a big-time thief. And he and his crew are wanted for a ridiculous number of high-profile heists across several continents. They're in town for some job. We don't know what. We don't know if this guy is going to be the victim or the perpetrator. We have no idea what is going to end up happening here. We have no idea where this is going to go. We just know this guy is going to rob something. This guy is going to steal something along with his crew. Now, given that Shaw's literal day job is being a getaway driver for a crew of thieves, it would make sense for her to uh, be of the ilk that he would accept to into his crew. Uh, So we begin our, our integration of Shaw into this crew to get closer to this guy. Uh, We have this whole... This whole operation where Reese plants drugs on one of this dude's operatives. Fusco stages an arrest for like, oh, there are drugs in your purse. I'm going to arrest you now. And they take her away in cuffs and she's in prison now. So now there's an offer. There's an opening up on the crew and Shaw makes herself available. Shaw takes a meeting with him. And pitches herself. And, by the way, it's worth noting, um, this is the latest instance of Shaw slobbering over and objectifying a number. (laughs) Shaw, I forgot how often Shaw did this. I forgot how often Shaw, like, found a number and just slobbered over them and objectified them. I I totally forgot how often that happened. But it happened! Quite a bit. It happened more than once. It happened several times over the course of Person of Interest. This is just the latest instance of that. So a lot of their first meet between Shaw and our number is flirting. 
very thinly veiled flirting, <laughs> which <laughs> I love how Root's just like commentating over the obvious flirting. <laughs> Like, Root's providing color commentary over the comms, like, critiquing the flirtation. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's so great. <laughs> and you can tell that, like, and Sarah Shahi, holy crap, does she nail this. You can tell that she is, on the one hand enjoying flirting with this man but at the same time dying inside from root color commentating on the whole thing <laughs> and root's enjoying herself way too much <laughs> oh it's great it's so funny it's so utterly fantastic uh but they bring her in she gets the job and they Go for this heist immediately. They go for this heist, like, within minutes of Shaw joining up. Like, quite literally. Shaw's like, when are we pulling off this job? And the dude's like, mm, 20 minutes. <laughs> like, this was a last-minute hiring. And they pull off this heist. And this heist is actually very cleverly staged. Uh, you have Shaw going in, and it's like, beautiful women who, a beautiful woman who just has to store her jewelry in the hotel's secure vault. Where some stuff that this crew really wants to steal. Uh, where the stuff that this dude really wants to steal is. Oh, oh no, I, I need to, I need to put my jewels in the hotel vault. And the dude's like, well, okay, follow me, miss. I'm going to help you store your jewels in the vault. And they get in the vault, and immediately dude gets jumped, and immediately they they get to work on stealing the safe. By the way, what they do with this safe, very reminiscent of Fast Five. Like, look, okay, I love Person of Interest. You will never hear me say anything other than I love Person of Interest. Person of Interest is a magnificent show. One of the most underrated shows of all time. However, they blatantly ripped off Fast Five (laughs) in this sequence. Like, unabashedly ripped it off. Now, granted, it's a lot less cartoonish, but still, they ripped off Fast Five. uh, Because they do the Fast Five thing of tying the safe to the car and then driving away, lugging the safe behind them, just dragging it along the road. I mean, it's cool, but also, they definitely ripped off Fast Five. (laughs) This is very clear. Like, man, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say this. If you find yourself in a place where you're ripping off the Fast and Furious franchise... You maybe need to take a break. <laughs> you maybe need to just get some coffee. <laughs> and then come back to writing later. Just a thought. Like, if you if you run into a place where you're writing at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's just like, oh, shit, what do I do here? 
Um, eh, I'll just copy-paste this plot point from the Fast and Furious franchise. Those pillars of storytelling. Like, eh, maybe... Maybe take a step back. Maybe go to bed. Maybe go to bed at that point. If you find yourself ripping off the Fast and Furious franchise. Just just a thought. But they do uh, do the safe thing. And it is pretty cool. I mean, hell, Fast Five. Like, I'm giving them crap for uh, ripping off the Fast and Furious franchise. But if they're going to rip off a Fast and Furious movie, Fast Five's the best one to rip off. I mean, Fast Five's great. Fast Five is a genuinely phenomenal film. Uh, that was really the turning point of the franchise where it... Uh, went from B-tier schlock to just a really, really fun, self-aware, cartoonish, blockbuster action franchise. Like, it, so if you're gonna rip off Fast and Furious, Fast Five's the way to go. Quite honestly, that, that's the, that's the god tier of Fast and Furious. <laughs> anyway, this heist happens. Now, this guy thought he was stealing jewels for someone. Turns out he was not stealing jewels. He was stealing samples of a virus. And as soon as he opens the safe and sees the this uh these vials, his underlings, his crew members, turn on him and start shooting, uh, attempt to kill him. And we get into this shootout. Uh Shaw rescues this guy. Uh the Crew members grab the vials, and they run away. Now we got, like, a virus on the streets. A virus that's, like, very close to Ebola. It's not quite Ebola, but it's very close to Ebola. It's got, like, a 90% mortality rate. Uh, The way they talk about it, it makes coronavirus look like a mild flu by comparison. Uh... Man, we all talk about how much it sucks that we live in a pandemic. As far as pandemics go, could have been a lot worse. <laughs> we could be living in a much worse pandemic than we're living in now. Like, I, it's still bad, but like, it's maybe, of all the catastrophic scenarios, we are living in the least catastrophic. It's still catastrophic. But, I mean, could have been more. Like, it could have been way more catastrophic. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, But, this virus is out there. And so we're now on the hunt for these crew members that turned on him. Uh, We're trying to figure out why. Uh, Most likely, they got a payout to kill the leader and to steal the vials from him. So basically, we're trying to find out who our client is. Who this mysterious client that hired them is. We don't know who he is. Uh, He worked through anonymous channels, anonymous email, like anonymous everything. Uh, The guy, uh, uh, the woman we apprehended before, Fusco interrogates her, asks him about their client, says like, hey, uh, oh, by the way, skipped over this, but, uh, the crew members get murdered immediately. Like, they... This dude's cleaning house from top to bottom. So, Fusco's like, Hey, um, the guy who hired you to... Turn on your partner. To turn on uh, the guy running your crew. Hmm. 
he's, uh, he's killing your friends, so... Yeah, uh, maybe you do not want to act on this guy's interests, because this guy is definitely going to murder you the second you're, you've outlived your usefulness. And she's like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know who he is either, but he offered us like another half million each to turn on him. So we've kind of hit a dead end. We need to know where this mysterious client is, but we are able to track down the virus to this hugely secure storage facility. We do manage to track down this virus to a hugely secure storage facility. We know it's there. We know it is locked up in this building. But we don't know who the client is. Until the client emerges from the building and we realize, wait a minute, it's this dude's partner who a while back was taken prisoner, was caught, and then died under mysterious circumstances. Turns out this dude faked his death and then went on a revenge trip because he's mad at his former crew for leaving him. So he's stolen this virus. He contracted them to steal this virus so he could then A, make a profit off of it, and B, murder all of his former crew. Now, here's the thing. When a big influential person, uh, a guy with a lot of resources like this man with a known criminal history, gets a hold of some virus samples from the CDC with pandemic potential, that's gonna raise some red flags on the government side of things. In other words, Samaritan just made this relevant. Samaritan has given this dude's number to the relevant side to the government. And it said, send your watchdogs after this dude. And not only is it relevant agents, but it's relevant agents that Shaw herself trained. Yeah, we're there now. So now Shaw is an actual personal connection to these agents. So now we're basically in the midst of this heist and final confrontation that's like three-way between Shaw and our number, the client, and the relevance, the relevant agents. All while trying to stay off of Samaritan's radar. All while trying to stay off of Samaritan's hit list. And the result is this amazing final act. The result is this absolutely incredible, high-intensity, brilliantly crafted final act. The relevant agents are coming in from one side. Shaw and our number are coming in from another. Uh, They go in. They crack this safe. They steal the thing. And then the client shows up. And has them in this standoff like, hey, hand over the vials. And then like threatens to inject both of them with with this deadly virus that will 
definitely kill them? As a demonstration? They're able to subdue this guy. They're able to fight back and get away from him. And take the vials for themselves. Meanwhile, Reese and Fusco are distracting the relevant numbers. They got masks on and they're uh, fighting these guys. They're shooting these guys. They're in a gunfight with them. Uh, They run away. Shaw and our number get away just before the relevants show up. But then eventually, one of the relevants catches up to Shaw. And in this moment, it's like, wait a minute. Shaw? Like, recognizing the woman who trained him. Like, Shaw? Like, what are you, what are you doing here? And this dude lets her go. This dude makes it look like she just got away. And completely lets her go from that place. Uh, He allows Shaw to escape. Just out of respect. So then, they have the virus now. They are going to destroy those samples. While, by the way, totally forgot to mention a key piece of stakes here. Relevant agents, the government, would have absolutely just used them. And would have absolutely just been like, here's a weapon for uh, some other time. Blah, 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 blah. And start researching into this deadly virus. But they're just going to destroy them. Our guy goes off into the world somewhere. We don't know where he is. uh, Just doing more jobs. Living another day. And that's it for that. Meanwhile, while this is happening, Finch and Root are on their own mission. Uh, So... Basically, because Greer has approached our governor from a while back, we can't really do approach him. We can't really do anything about him specifically, but they can block every single thing he tries to do. They can block every single thing he tries to push forward. Case in point, the governor has given a pretty sizable grant to some dude's charity. We don't know what the charity is. We don't know what this guy's doing. We just know he's being given money for something. We don't know what. And if this guy wants this charity to do stuff, that means Samaritan wants this charity to do stuff. And we get this really cool bit where Root goes in as like a French nanny and like take care of the, takes care of this dude's kid while they hack his computer to find out what his charity is and what he's doing. Uh, turns out the charity he's running is One Tablet Per Student, a charity that is trying to put a tablet computer in the hands of every single student in every single elementary school in the state. Now, of course, uh, a tablet computer in the home of every child in the state would give Samaritan pretty damn good means of control. Pretty damn good means of having more eyes in more places and maybe putting in programs that brainwash children. Like the... 
the potential for Samaritan to just go nuts and start compromising the youth of America is disturbingly large. So naturally, they want to put a stop to this. They want to put a a stop to this program. So Finch and Root go on this, like, great, great moment. This very, very tense bit where they're trying to destroy this facility. Root goes in impersonating an employee that she incapacitates. Cuts security cameras while Finch uh, just does some hacking stuff to basically destroy everything. Uh, Causes the 3D printers to go ballistic and burn the whole building down. And this essentially, at one point, Samaritan just sends some guy a text saying, Hey, you want thousands of dollars? Fix internet in this building right now. So, like, Samaritan almost uses some guy to bring up uh, the building's cameras again. But it works. They're able to get out unseen by Samaritan. And they're able to destroy this building with all the tablets for all the kids. And at the very end, Finch is like, wait a minute. We just destroyed a bunch of tablets. That were going to go to children in elementary schools. Like, we just stopped something good from happening. Because Samaritan was involved. I mean, yeah, maybe Samaritan would have done something bad with it. But at the end of the day, like... They were definitely giving tablets to children in elementary schools. Like... Did we do something right or did we do something really, really horrible? Like, how... Like, obviously Samaritan sucks. Obviously Samaritan is amoral at best. But... How much are we going to compromise our morals? How much are we willing to do something bad in the name of good? It's a very difficult question uh, to which this episode provides no easy answer. Very cleverly. Uh, It's really well done. And then we get our ending. Uh, One of the relevant agents, the one that let Shaw go. He's off to his next assignment, but first he deletes the security footage of him letting Shaw go. And the Samaritan starts to reconstruct it. And starts to put the pieces together of who meddled in its operation to get control of a deadly virus with pandemic potential. So Samaritan getting uncomfortably close to Shaw. To identifying Shaw. Yeah, there's that. Uh, but yeah, really, really, really phenomenal episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favor the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show 
Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, or not tomorrow, on Monday we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 8. Talk to you then.